VHS and chill. Richard Kimball, he gets picked up by the cops, taken to the office, questioned straight away. Why, uh, why is your wife dead? Question number one. Good question. Question number two. Why uh, is her neck scratched? And uh, is it on your... No, wait. Why, why is your neck scratched? You'd be a terrible cop. Ah, <laughs> uh, get out of there. I've lost my train of thought. You're free to go. I came home. There was a man in my house. He had an artificial arm. Are you saying that I killed my wife? Are you saying that I crushed her skull? that I shot her. Hello, and welcome to VHS and Chill. Very breathy, I like Do you like that? I like that. Yeah, Yeah. it's my new intro voice. (laughs) Very sexy. Just trying something out, you know. Yeah, go for it. Yes, we're back with another episode of VHS and Chill. We're going to be VHSing, we're going to be chilling. You better hold tight because we've got it all on this one. All of the above. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here with two very handsome men. One of those is Antipodean. Oh, I was hoping that and was... And Antifa. <laughs> I'm one of the few Antifa, Antipodean members. Uh, thank you. I was hoping I was one of the two men you were speaking about. <laughs> I mean, and the poltergeist <laughs> that lingers in this room. I'll take the compliment, Roisin. Say no more. <laughs> Antipodean, I don't think is a compliment. <laughs> no, man. It's just a fact. Sensual man. <laughs> How are you doing today, Jeffrey? Oh, good. Thank you. Very yeah. chipper. Yes. Okay. What chipper? Why? Just ready to get back in it with you too. You know? I think it was a good film this week, so I look forward very much to discussing it. Mm. Well, let's keep the suspense rolling well, there. quite. And move over to someone who's got a very special day on the horizon. Isn't that right, Rudy Davis? That's correct. Yes. Antifa Day. The Antifa Day. Yep. We'll fight some, <laughs> the meet-up. Some far-right fucks. <laughs> yeah. Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> Not so chipper. I feel a no. very non-chipper what, vibe. What's oh. the non-chipper energy I'm getting Wait, from you, Rudy? Chipper, <laughs> I need to see like a Cheshire cat smile ear to ear to know that you're chipper. There we go. For those listeners, that was that was oh. glaringly large, the, the, the grin he just gave me. Glaringly garish. <laughs> How are you doing today, Rudy Davis? He's good. Uh, you're a little tired. Yeah. Had a sleepover at a friend's last night. <gasps> oh, yeah. my God. That, e- that explains it. Mm. A male friend. Oh, no. my God. <laughs> Just Care to friends. divulge for our listeners? <laughs> a male friend that was seeing a cam girl. <laughs> so I'm going to throw to you, Rudy, uh, to introduce yep. the year for us. And a bit more energy would be nice. So the year was 1993. and. For my money, a real year for feminism. Let me unpack that. Okay. So good old Canada, the the world's Boy Scouts, became the world's girl guides by electing their first female PM, mm-hmm. or prime minister for the layman. Uh, of course, south of the border, another, uh, another tick for feminism, Bill Clinton gets elected. Oh. Wow. My favorite feminist Bring icon. <laughs> And uh, continuing with that theme, another big boom for feminism, the bagless vacuum cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Saved hours (laughs) of of chores. (laughs) One invention. (laughs) Did you guys ever have a bagless vacuum cleaner? Oh, yeah, the Dyson, that like a revolutionized... I never had one. Revolutionized the British home. Down under, it was bag full. 
Ah, it was okay. a sign of quality for the bag. <laughs> I tell you it's what, a sign really. of masculinity. They outlawed the bagless vacuum cleaner where I'm from. It's part of our heritage. <laughs> In this house, we're still operating with the bag. Oh, you're still bagging? Yeah. You got a vacuum cleaner? No, I mean, uh, my partner is an anti-feminist, so uh, he deliberately okay, yeah. bought... Antifa. That's, that's, sh- that's short for anti-fair. anti-feminist. <laughs> Wait, which Antifa are you? <laughs> the good kind or the bad kind? <laughs> well, that depends on your political thank you very much for that intro rudy davis and can i say great energy levels great thank you yeah. i would say on the scale Five of stars. one to ten chipper i can still chipper. paint on a smile <laughs> behind this for your one segment <laughs> behind this misery yeah. behind those tears <laughs> i'm gonna throw to you jeff to uh Please. introduce the film i will 93 i'd say probably the best thriller film to come out of that year the fugitive that's oh, right. Jurassic Park, would you qualify as a thriller? No, well, that's more of a disaster film. Dino thriller. That's oh, more of a subgenre. Um, I'm going to kick this off with the first of three haikus, Act One. Act, Act One. Best title ever. Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones, The Fugitive. Wow. <laughs> that's the whole film right there. Cat and Mouse. We're going to see Dr. Richard Kimball. Deputy U.S. Marshal Samuel Jared go head to head. I love a mano a mano. Mm. Not often you get a good cat and mouse and film. Two real men. As oh, well. two real men. Yeah. Two real men. And I, I think so. The film starts with this great '80s '90s kind of font coming up. Yep. And then you've got the James Newton Howard score kind of quelling in the background. We're seeing a flashback to a crime. Someone getting murdered. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, Mrs. Kimball. Mrs. Kimball. First name. Don't know. Doesn't matter. I think it's Sarah. Um, she gets murdered. We, we learn quickly. And straight away, it just jumps you straight into the action. Richard Kimball, he gets picked up by the cops, taken to the office, questioned straight away. Why, uh, why is your wife dead? Question number one. Good question. Question number two. Why uh, is her neck scratched? And uh, is it on your... No, wait. Why, why is your neck scratched? You'd be a terrible cop. Uh, get out of there. I've lost my train of thought. You're free to go. I was just going to say, if this was an interrogation, I'd be like, is this your first day? No, wait. Wouldn't you open up to questions like that, though? Someone who's just, you know, beating around the bush, not quite sure, like just scoping you out. A chipper Australian <laughs> enters the scene. Give it to me straight. Did you do it? Oh, why you got those scratches <laughs> on your neck, eh? <laughs> it's a bit weird, no? <laughs> uh, but during the during the questioning, the intense questioning, we actually backtrack a little bit to the night. Husband and wife, Harrison fundraiser. Ford, Sarah, they've been at the fundraiser. God, does he have a sexy bird? Yes, quite. Which I think he just grew to then do the disguise to shake right, it off right, when he's right, on the right. run. But yeah, 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 great, because that's before his time. That's the like... The leading man look now. How old was Harrison in this film? Uh, must be like early forties. He's looking good. Like, like body bit, bit was gruff. Body like was gruff. Ripped. Harrison. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but What's... gruff Harrison's got some issues because later that night, on the way home, gets a call in his ring ring car phone. I like that he's got a car phone, but he is a doctor. He has to do a surgery that night. Wife goes home, killed. But this is <laughs> the kicker. This is the kicker. <laughs> it looks like bloody Richard Kimball's killed her. Um, so one of my favorite lines is after about three questions, all the cops have decided that Kimball's guilty. And one of the cop, plain and simple, just says, book him. 
Book him. <laughs> Book him. <laughs> I love that they just know straight away. Like, there's no further, I don't know, other evidence getting. But, but, uh, but And throw the book at him. But shouldn't we investigate this him. one-armed man that he seems... <laughs> that, that sounds really interesting. That, that's the biggest joke they've ever heard of. A one... A, 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 with how many arms could he kill a one? That's in, just not possible. In 1993? <laughs> yeah. A prosthetic arm? So that's, that's going to come back. But for the moment, the cops don't believe him. They book him. And as the credits roll, in a matter of seconds to the viewer, Harrison gets execution by lethal injection. What a way to go. Yeah, like the, the court <laughs> well, case was done in two minutes. Yeah. I like that though, like just get us to the action. Yeah. But uh, like, fuck, that, that's probably the worst way to get executed, I'd say. Lethal injection? Yeah. I think it's the least glamorous. I would like firing mm. squad. Because there's a romance to that, isn't there? How, when you have the firing squad, how many people shoot at you I like, simultaneously? Like five or ten or something um, against the wall. But there's a romance to that. That's like how all good socialist revolutionaries right. like meet their maker. I, like mm. lethal injection. Ugh. Right. Yeah. yeah. Too cold. You, yeah. Too detached. What would your favorite the chair. execution? Like? Give me the chair. Oh god, I think the chair Wet would be the worst one. Oh, no, no. Keep it wa- dry. <laughs> <laughs> What, like green mile yeah. I want to savor this moment. <laughs> Go in raw. I think I'd walk the plank. You're, you're, uh, you're a plank. But that entails that you have to get on the ship, go out to you know, yeah, international banging. waters. But you've got a chance of surviving if you walk yeah, the plank. Yeah, quite. I don't know. I wouldn't like that one. No. No. Fish food. I guess, and you've got your hands tied. Aren't you like tied up when you walk? Oh, yeah, yeah, and you have to oh, drown him. God, oh, that would be stressful, actually. <laughs> Drowning's the worst way to go. Oh, scratch yeah, that Jesus. one. Firing squad. Yeah, join, join me. Firing squad's turning me on a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly along, yeah. he's on to meet his maker, uh, but wouldn't you believe it, on the bus, we've got a threefer. Not just a crash, not just a train. A derailment. Oh, God. Everything that bloody could happen does happen. You, I love this scene. Did you think there was an inordinate amount of trains in The Fugitive? I suppose so. And they actually reference trains a lot. They know they know a lot about trains. That's an L train. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, did, I never knew men elevated. Right. L- that yeah, changed my whole understanding of yeah, <laughs> American trains. Was that your film highlight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess there are quite a few trains in this. But for my money, this is the best train. The first train. Yeah, the first train is the best train. No, for sure. So, where he has to do a runner. He has to do a runner. He has to get out of that train. I like that he's a doctor to the very end. He's really well, helping out the shivs. So- Police officer. And that showed he was the only decent man because right. the other prisoner bailed, then the prison guard bailed. Right, he, he was there saying, we got to get this man yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, he's actually a good guy. Yeah, yeah, but this is a fucking great scene. Apparently they spent a million dollars on this scene. That's line. so yeah. 90s, isn't it? When you can right. burn money on a Everything was yeah. practical and they, they did lots of trials before I, it happened, did a night scene uh, all in one okay. and went for so, it. I mean, I thought the train was so unnecessary because there's already been the big crash. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why yeah. do they throw yeah. the train in there? Um, also, Simpsons parody where he's running away from the train in leg shackles, a la Homer in Who Shot Mr. Burns outside Krusty Burger when the van tips over. Oh, yeah. And then something comes hurtling towards him and he's like running to camera oh, in, the, in the leg shackles. Oh, I don't remember it. Yeah, I remember mm. that. But yeah, I, I like that it does up, up the drama. It's so ridiculous, but it goes there. And I mm. think it's so successful. I love this bit. My note here just says fucking capital letters. I thought it was <laughs> exhilarating. But lo and behold, Harrison survives along with the other hugely buff prisoner. Mm-hmm. They both run, a, run away together, although in opposite directions. Yeah. <laughs> he, well, he owed Harrison one because he threw him the keys. Ah, exactly. Yeah, yeah quite, quite. Um, and within about an hour, the cops decide to show up. They give him like a good head start. And well, lo you, and behold... You got the cocky local sheriff. 
Ah, uh, quite. Who should quite, say enough? Right. So you've got the local, the like, local he's force. Like, no, they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, he he's very similar to the Chicago P- PD at the start of the film. Yeah, they're just ready to wash well, their hands. I, I love um, like because it's it's either one or the other in a film like this where you've got the local cops, then like the FBI or CIA or like the the higher tier come along, mm-hmm. and it's either the FBI or that tier are incompetent, and the local cops are like, no, let us deal right. with it. We got this under control. Or the local cops are incompetent, <laughs> and it's the FBI or the upper tier. No one's control. ever doing their job. It's, 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 they always have to be in like conflict with one another, uh-huh. and one always has to outdo the other, mm-hmm. and it's not always one or the other. Yeah. Well, in this case, it's definitely the guy with the slow southern accent. He's the full bring in the U.S. Marshal, He's, which I didn't like, even know existed. What the fuck is the U.S. Marshal? Yeah. yeah, is that a force? Have you heard of that? The U.S. Marshal. Yeah, that's so who they sent I, in. I had to look into it. So it's it's for the judiciary in the U.S. Oh, and it takes care of judicial judicial. Juicy, juicy Ju- juicy affairs. <laughs> How this juicy is this one? Juicy Very couture. juicy. <laughs> they all wear juicy couture. Like, Man, I would kill yoga pants. They're <laughs> yeah, Tommy Lee in juicy couture. Hello, I'm the juicy couture marshal. <laughs> so in a matter of moments, Tommy Lee has decided, look, this isn't a one and done. They're not all dead. I reckon two, at least two, have gotten away, including bearded Harrison Ford. Well, He's very skilled, isn't he? This yeah, well, Tommy Lee I've Jones. I've actually got in my notes here that he's a bit of a sassy Texan man. Do you, yeah. think, do you get that sass? Well, a sassy alpha. Yeah, alpha. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got a bit of a question here for you because within a matter of moments, he decides to set up a perimeter, get everyone doing a hard target search. Mm-hmm. He mentions five different types of houses to search within the perimeter. Oh, Name roll houses. those houses. Roll houses. <laughs> roll rises. No? No. Tenements. No, they, they all end in houses. I'll give you the first one. Farmhouse. Townhouse. Uh, townhouse. Okay. Boarding house. Incorrect. Lodging house. Villa. <laughs> no. Finca. I'll give you the third one. Warehouse. Warehouse. You've got two, two left. Um, I can't even think of that many Where houses. do you do a poo outside? Outhouse. 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 And where do you keep your chickens? Chicken house. Coop. I'll read the quote. What I want from every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, dog house. But sir, I don't think hen house is the correct nomenclature (laughs) for where you search. Get the hell out of there. (laughs) Did I stutter? (laughs) This is why I don't deal with local PD. They're obsessed with nomenclature. I think that line alone won Tommy Lee the Oscar. He won an Oscar for this for Best Supporting Actor. Can you believe that? How Hmm. often does an Oscar go to like a really blockbuster action thriller? Yeah, like very, very very 90s. I'm uh, impressed. And another fact, they made a sequel for this, like a spin-off. Called U.S. Marshals. Called U.S. Marshals. I bloody want to dive into that now. (laughs) Uh, No Harrison, unfortunately, just Tommy. Um, But they are searching the hen houses, searching the dog houses. Not in either of those. He's actually in a hospital. He's done a runner. Well, it's so you, it then cuts to like day outside the train wreck. Right. And because no one's bothered to check if there's any survivors inside the wreck, because <laughs> they just presumed everyone's dead or run away, like it's daytime and someone goes, hey, we got a live one in here. And they then carry out one of the prison oh, guards. Oh, yeah, still alive. yeah, yeah, right. It's like they just left him there for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, right. Because like, he wasn't buried under yeah. anything, he was yeah. just yeah. in the wreckage. Do you think that's a huge error when um, they're taking that guard into hospital and Kimball reveals himself mm-hmm. so he can give advice, surgical advice 
about how they should treat that man. And then the man later says, oh, Kimball was just in this hospital. Right. Because I, I just thought, like, Kimball, you don't need to, like, prove your surgical worth everywhere you go. Well, he's he, they're always trying to prove that he's a good well, guy. Well, he's a good man. He's a crim. Yeah, he's a good man. Um, Signifier. I do because love... Because at that point, I'm still like, did he do it? <laughs> How many arms does he have? Yeah. <laughs> Two. I'm like, come on, one arm man? Come on. <laughs> Bit far-fetched. Yeah. Um, I was very much on the side of Chicago PD. <laughs> I was like, yeah, book him. Book him. <laughs> Throw him. Throw him. <laughs> I'm very much making a murderer. Um, it was definitely, what's his name, did it? <laughs> Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery, yeah. <laughs> Even though the whole show was yeah. trying to sway you to the I'm other I'm still not sure. <laughs> he never helped out anyone at the hospital. Although hospital related, I do love when the guard finds finally pulled out of the wreckage arrives in the ambulance at the hospital recognizes Kimball and then Kimball just puts him under (laughs) he puts him on the anesthesia I thought that was gold Um, not quite gold I thought this was his biggest misstep stealing the ambulance straight away so why does he go to the hospital to begin with he needs to stitch himself up Uh, he needs to change his clothes trim his pubes shave trim his pubes (laughs) I got 30 minutes I'll trim my pubes (laughs) I mean while while he was waiting without bail he got a bit unkempt so I mean it looks like Kimball but can we see his pubes (laughs) Oh, no, no, he had much longer views. Unless, unless I don't know. So he managed to get to a get to a bathroom, find some razors and trim them. Got a Brazilian. That's an absurd sequence of events that would never happen. <laughs> but why does he steal the ambulance? I mean, obviously they're going to realize that. Yeah, right. You can't just nick an ambulance. No. And oh, then he yeah. runs over the. Uh, I mean, he thought the power of the siren would would get him over, but he runs over the train tracks, and people know that he's on the run. Uh, so US Marshal quickly jump in a helicopter oh yeah because the camera just pans to the helicopter right where the fuck did yeah, that come from yeah. why do US Marshals have their own helicopters mate it's uh, the ju- judiciary it's yeah, the, ju- the, ju- the juicy the judiciary, judiciary. Yeah. it's the juicy couture <laughs> they're ready to go. Uh, and within a matter of seconds it looks like his run's over he's stuck within an aqueduct uh, and this is like the oh. make out scene of the and scene this is just a bang with nowhere to go we've got a gopher he goes into the sewers and there's another foot chase Straight to the edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is actually our first time that we've face got off. Kimball yeah. and the, the Marshal facing off. And uh, I think best line of the movie. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I think I'm more saying that like the Simpsons like character. Like the Simpsons <laughs> character. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> they really upped the sass for the yeah. Simpsons iteration of that scene. I don't care. It was quite like sympathetic when he said it in the original. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, but I like <laughs> that. Simpsons That's such one. a good fucking line, <laughs> yeah. especially when he's got a gun at him. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't care. Of course, he's got a second gun, <laughs> runs Kimball to the edge of glory, and Kimball pulls off probably the best 90s jump scene. Do you Swan think dive. it's the best? Yeah. I thought jump it was a scene. horrible jump. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it actually looked like a like, dummy, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, he went head first. Like, would you? Swim? He went, he went head first. You break your neck. Yeah. You? Like, yeah. dude, he went head first, yeah. and then as he was going down, like his limbs were all over the place. He would have hit that like a ton of yeah. bricks. I would have pencil dived and yeah. just like accept I was going to break pencil my hand. Pencil dived. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is one of those moments though where the '90s, beholden to like practical effects, yeah. obviously used a practical effect, and it looked a bit weird. But um, but then that that is quite weird that he does survive that fall because even the guy who owns the dam is like there, there is absolutely no way anyone could it's survive it's not even that. deep like it's crazy i've got a bloody haiku for this second act act two kimbler swan dives back into the windy city find the one-armed man mm. Mm. 
And how do we know straight away that he's in the Windy City? Because uh, you can hear the L. The L. Now, correct how me if I'm wrong. How many cities have L's? But <laughs> that sounded like an L. <laughs> and they, they deduce it even further because they've got like a really nice touch of 90s tech here where they say, wait, wait, wait. There's a guy in the back. Can, can you Enhance. Is- Enhance. Can you isolate that sound? Isolate. Isolate. Wait, I, I right, think I got it. I think I got it. Don't they, don't they do that in like the sixth sense? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. I think there's a ghost there. Isolate. Yeah. Isolate. No quiero morir. No quiero morir. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he calls up his lawyer. I mean, the lawyer gives some pretty good sound advice. Turn yourself in. And Kimball, Kimbler, what's his surname? Kimball? Kimball. Kimball. He knows he's innocent. And I think this is a nice change of pace because it's not him just running away. He's actually out to solve what bloody happened to his life, he's, he's to his wife. Well, you'd want to know who whacked your wife. In yeah. this movie, he's, he's not only... <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> nah, I've got better things to do. <laughs> I've got a taste for an Iron Man. <laughs> After that reservoir dive. <laughs> They'll never know it's him. Yeah. <laughs> Famed Iron um, Man. So in, in the um, US Marshal's, I guess, head office, mm. um, there's a nice scene where someone walks into um gerard's office and uh, he's just finishing up a phone call and he goes well sir you can blame me i'm the one who shot him and then just yeah, puts the phone down yeah. so, oh tough guy <laughs> and then everyone in the force calls in big dog hey big dog yeah. we, we got a call coming in <laughs> yeah which was a really lazy cop nickname mm. like big dog yeah. don't they howl at him a few times as well oh i hope they, so i mean they do like the, the rude dog. rudy the rude dog. <laughs> 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 Wait a minute, uh, the prisoners are all dead And the only thing checkpoints are going to do Is get a lot of good people frantic around here And flood my office with calls Well, shit, Sheriff I'd hate to see that happen So I guess I'll take over your investigation <laughs> A few just quick updates on Harrison here Dyes his hair Looks great as a uh, as a brunette here He's just mm-hmm. very attractive in this movie uh, Obviously shaved He's got like a nice plaid shirt on At mm-hmm. a few times Glasses. in this film He's mm-hmm. looking good I've just got to say He's looking well, good he's a, a leading man <laughs> Yeah <laughs> What do you expect? <laughs> uh, and while he's looking good Outside of the tennis club he manages to run into his friend. Oh, I knew that guy was... Oh, yeah, you always yeah. knew. That TV, he, was that, is that a German accent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, from the Netherlands, actually. Oh, the Netherlands. The only other character I've bothered to write down, Dr. Charles Nichols. Nichols. Knew he'd come back. Mm. He, he, he was too helpful. Something help, off about him. Too helpful. Yeah. Too helpful. And he was too sassy with the marshals. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, saw him. And yeah, I helped him. Quite. I think he's innocent. Yeah. yeah. Mm. How smart is he? Smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a few things going on here. He's kind of settling into his new life. I like I like the side quest he goes on to get uh, the cheap room living with the yeah, Russians. I like that. <laughs> really love, really warm that. and cozy. Yeah. Like down in the basement, like oh. that chintzy fabric. I, I thought yeah. it must be such a treat after all those days on the run. Yeah, to just get your head down. Mm, yeah, yeah, but like a nice babushka as well. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine? I mean, he's been on the run. He hasn't drank any water. He hasn't yeah. showered. He's been running through the sewers. He hasn't showered. Yeah. Imagine like how oh. exhilarating. And that Babushka's feel. probably got like a big potato stew on the Oh go. God, <laughs> stop yeah. it. And Vodka. they sell drugs as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to top it off. One of my favourite scenes actually was the the misdirection where he's thinking he's all cozy, eating his big potato stew when the fuzz turns up out of nowhere. He's freaking out. How'd but it's local plod. It's not Marshall's. Yeah, quite. Yeah. quite. He should have known. <laughs> should oh, no, wait. It's only local plot. <laughs> I've never heard yeah. that term before. I don't know why I'm suddenly speaking with a Britishism. <laughs> 
Is that a British thing? Yeah, local, the plot. The plot. Local okay. plot. <laughs> um, so the local plot turned up. And I like this, that it's actually the big fat Rusky. What's he dealing, heroin? Well, no. So two things. Crocodile. So, so one was they mentioned the drugs. And then as another cop was dragging him away, it was like, you like to touch up little girls? Did so you say that? he's a drug dealing pedo. Yeah. Wow. I think he hires little girls to like mule to his drugs. Uh, That's the sense I got. Okay. Well, safe to say he's got no honor. So it's no surprise within minutes he's ratting on our, our hero. And just as the police turn up, of course, he's not there. He's at the hospital looking for the one armed man. He's got basically a database of five potential suspects. <laughs> And now he's just crossing them off his list one um, by one. Something I really liked when he was in that room hacking into the computer and printing out the list. There was another like big old desktop PC with like a dust cover. Mm. Do you remember when computers used to have big plastic <laughs> dust covers? I was like, that really took me back <laughs> to the 90s. Yeah. Uh, so does he dust the dust covers as the janitor? Yeah. <laughs> Who dusts the The Venetian the blinds. Covers? I'm here to clean the blinds. Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she keeps looking over. Is yeah. he still cleaning yeah. the blinds? Oh, yeah, you better get right on in there. They haven't yeah, been yeah. cleaned in a good while. <laughs> Your team <laughs> is lazy. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, you want jurisdiction over this mess? You got it. While he's crossing off his list, he heads to probably the most unlikely place you'd think a fugitive should go. The local courthouse. Because he is looking for one of the one-armed men who is in the courthouse for some reason. Like, uh, Why? I guess waiting arraignment. Of course, the US Field Marshal is on his case. Running through the holes. Stop that man. Chase scene ensues. Uh, and by the skin of his teeth, he gets out of here. He like he's very lucky. He gets his foot trapped as basically the the doors closing on him. Yeah, Yeah, and there's uh, bulletproof glass in in the building. Probably in Roisin's favorite scene, I'd say. Runs into where does he run into and loses the cops? The famed St. Paddy's Day cultural appropriation annual celebration. How do you feel about that in the Windy City? Um, I have mixed feelings about St. Patrick's Day in general. Um, Do tell. (laughs) Well, it's cultural appropriation Ugh. i'm not gonna get into it <laughs> just leave it there yeah I'm, I'm just my blood's boiling already I'm, I'm gonna leave it there um but no they i've really i i do like that they have that in there because it's just so odd yeah it's just an odd segue it but, is and then he i i think the way he sometimes manages to get away from the cop is quite is a bit of a stretch in yeah, this scene, true. he just puts on a hat. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like five feet ahead of the He takes off his jacket. And Tommy Lee Jones has demonstrated on multiple occasions that nothing gets past him. He's right. called yeah. Big He's called Big, Big Dog. Dog. Yeah, cunning as a fox. And, and he's trailing this guy by literally like five feet. And the only disguise he's got is a fucking hat. And he's like, he's, he's foxed now, me again. That guy looks like Kimball, but... No, his pubes are too short. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing a green hat. <laughs> yeah, at this point, he's had enough. So what does he do? He goes to the media. And now, basically, the whole of Chicago is on his case. And I've got the third and final haiku for you. Act three. Act three. Now the third act sag. Something with livers and cures? Yeah. Cue the big bad twist. I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Yeah, yeah I got really I lost. By the end. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad it wasn't just me. I was like, this is meant to be a blockbuster. It should be cut uh-huh. and dry. Um, but before we get to that, I do like that he basically goes to the one-armed man's house, mm-hmm. finds out who he is. Rifles around his 
draws. Any unmentionables? I thought it was a dildo. It was his prosthetic arm <laughs> in the yeah. in his sock drawer. That was his spare drawer. Yeah. Like, why does it have a right angle? Oh, it's an arm. <laughs> it's an elbow. A right angle dildo. Yeah. Is that a nineties right going angle wrong corners? <laughs> For her pleasure. <laughs> Um, but I like at first when he's going through the photos, the guy who you originally met at the fundraiser seems to be the man who's done it. And he looks really evil in my books. When they showed him initially, I was like, that guy is up to no good. He's definitely in, in the, in the bad books. But, uh, within a matter of minutes, that's dispelled as Richard goes to the hospital Hangs out with a young Jane Lynch of right. Glee fame. Did Glee you find fame. The, the number of cameos in <laughs> yeah. this movie like weird? As I hell. wanted to say that. Who was the other doctor? Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Yeah. And who's, who's in it for like no nonsense? Like two minutes behind the scenes. David Fincher edited this film, which I thought was pretty cool. Really? Do you um, know who else is in it? Which who? I found really funny. Um, the janitor from Scrubs. Is he? Who is he? Oh, I didn't he's, see him in it. he's just like a random cameo as oh, we're jumping ahead a bit, but he's the cop that gets shot on the train. Uh, oh no way! Yes, yeah. him. And there's an episode of Scrubs where right. where JD is watching The Fugitive, and, <laughs> and he realizes it's the janitor, yeah. and like confronts somebody. He's like, yeah. "You were in The Fugitive, weren't you?" He's like, "No, I wasn't." <laughs> he he admits it. He was like, I "Yeah, I, I was trying to be an actor." Oh shit! <laughs> it's like a good fourth wall break. That's hilarious. Mm. That is jumping ahead just a tad, but I will backtrack to explain the inexplicable, which is the plot twist. Uh, so he goes to see Jane Lynch, who basically says so weird. something about livers, something about cures. And that's when it clicks that it's not actually just the one armed man and the other guy who seemed to be in on it. It's, bloody conspiracy. it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. Big farmer. Conspiracy. Of his good yeah. friend, Dr. Charles Nichols. Mm. The unruly dutchman european <laughs> we should have known definitely watching me <laughs> with that accent um so basically i like that he's a uh, he's a reasonable citizen and he decides to take public transport to the big gala <laughs> why does he do that why is he on the train yeah. this is one of my favorite scenes actually i mean shots on the train where richard kimball's now on the front page of the paper the uh the guy on the train one of the other passengers is mm. looking at him and recognizes him tells the policeman and then in the other carriage you see from afar like oh he's going to get done here and then the one-armed man just shows Suddenly up out just, of nowhere yeah, stands up. in his yeah. carriage and a fight ensues i think you could just end any scene description of this film with a fight or a chase ensues a chase ensues um a a verbal fight ensues when he does get to the gala he decides to break in make a bloody scene i quite like that makes a scene tells his good friend doesn't he just wow. yeah he as, kicks up a stink as dr nichols is on stage going and for continued dishonest <laughs> excuse me continued honest i said oh it's him yeah, it's him he's so guilty true you don't just make that tongue that slip of the tongue <laughs> richard you're making a scene Can <laughs> yeah. we, uh, Could you please me? come my, to the side my friend richard is not too well excuse what would you me. think if you were just at a regular old gala about liver disease and someone was like i know you killed her yeah, yeah. Well, pipe down, Richard. I'm gonna call. The, I'm gonna call the cops. There's a hell of a backstory here that I'm not aware <laughs> yeah. of. This isn't for your benefit. I just want to kick up a stink. I just wanted to say I loved your speech about the homicide. <laughs> <laughs> the national plot are on their way. Guns are blazing. Um, but just in time, we do have a nice fight scene. The two friends are at each other's throats. Let's take this to the rooftop. Yes, yeah, yeah, let's <laughs> no, be... wait. Atmosphere. Let's, let's settle this like real men. <laughs> roof. On the roof. With roof. a chopper. Roof. 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 I love how the chopper arrives at one point 
And then they're like, call off the chopper. Yeah, well, yeah. the chopper's trying to kill him. I mean, every cop in oh, the city he thinks, he thinks he's cop murdered. Kipper, uh, cop kipper. Cop, cop killer. killer. Yeah. Cop kipper. Cop kipper. <laughs> but plod smudgener. <laughs> um, he's a goddamn plod smudgener. Excuse me, a cop killer. Oh, 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 I've been transferred in. We have a different nomenclature. Look, I'll be honest. This film kind of ends a bit weak for me, but it has to end in that classic 90s Fight scene to fight scene to like fake ending, mano, mano. fake ending, yeah. and then fight scene. Kind of like speed. You think speed's finished? Yeah. And then they go on the train. Face off. Here yeah. they go to the laundry. It's like I would be keen, like or happy with it to end on the roof, but we've got a laundry scene. Lo and behold, mm. that's where they decide to end things. Mm. Um, and and this is where um Tommy Lee finally says i know you're innocent well he he actually kills the the flying dutchman yeah because he saves his, saves his life kimball saves yeah. his bloody life yeah he? right mm. and uh he's, he's a good man just comes out and says and then it. performs routine canal surgery yeah. on him <laughs> emergency tracheotomy yeah well tommy lee give me a viral <laughs> i guess you are innocent <laughs> tommy lee has tracked too many one-armed men during this investigation to know that they're just not a good bunch so something's happened i believe you kimball come with us credits roll mm-hmm. as you say jeff i felt it was quite anticlimactic mm. the ending because it's just like well all right we've wrapped up the loose ends and now we're just going to drive away in the car i think it could have done with an epilogue i'm glad it ended there but it would have just been admin yeah take it through the court quite. get him acquitted yeah but wouldn't it, it would have been a nice epilogue if we saw him finally gaining his freedom because we don't really know if he like they might have presented the evidence and the judge could have decided no yeah, I'd like to see a day in the life. Back into yeah. surgery, scrubs on. Yes, I would love to see a, like a uh, back to the status quo. Well, yeah, I'd like Kimball. to see him finding love. Oh. That's in U.S. Isn't Marshals. That, isn't that's that in the like sequel. the plot that's not really resolved? Yeah. I thought it was going to be with Julianne Moore. Wow. Oh, oh, yeah. There's an epilogue. <laughs> yeah, right, because they bring her up as like a major character. There's a bit of chemistry yeah. there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think they should go back to that. I you have an interest in x-rays, um, do you? <laughs> I must say, it was only a slight disappointment. For me, though, the rest of the film, Ace. I fucking love this. Yeah. And maybe because it was my own choice, pat on the back. I fucking loved it. I thought it was great, and I forgot just how quality it was. Um, as I said, you know, like, 90s was renowned for the big, bad brash action films but this one had a bit of heart i don't know it had like a really nice you know you're on the side of the underdog i love a good chase had something different mm. don't know i can't put my finger on it but it did have something different mm-hmm. what do you reckon i just think tommy lee jones is a great cop he's mm. a great authority figure yeah in no matter what he's in from men in black to fugitive <laughs> to no country for old men <laughs> well i was looking at his imdb i want to rewatch now no country for old men yeah. he's top build well, and he does him. that really growly speech at the end about the modern world and you've got to put the subtitles on to like hear what you're saying. But it's, yeah, it's, it is the bollocks. Mm. I, this was my first time watching. Thank you, Jeff. Another pat on the back for you. Thank you. About time. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I did feel that it was a bit bloated. Okay. The, yeah, two hours. Like two hours. Minutes, yeah, I thought, I thought that they could have probably cut down a few things in the conspiracy. Cut Julianne Moore. Yeah, no, but seriously, like the amount yeah. of bloody cameos. Yeah. yeah. However, I did really enjoy it. I thought it was in the same vein as like Face Off. Yeah, I feel you. And Not that as was, trashy. That was also famously long. Too, I think the fugitive, which ended four times. So. Yeah, the fugitive had a, had a bit more class. Yeah, it's like award worthy. Whereas, right. yes, off, yeah. and the soundtrack I thought was really good. Like the music, mm. I thought was yeah. banging. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Well, score. Give it to me straight. How many swan dives into the aqueduct out of five would you give it? 
how many one one armed how many arms how many arms out of two would you give it i'd give it one and three quarter arms (laughs) yeah what scale are we working towards i'd give it i'm gonna give it four a healthy four i'm almost leaning to 4.5 swan dives out of five i loved it perfect film for you i loved it i love a good guilty thriller and I was thrilled. And also, like, because it was so confusing, the ending, I was like, maybe it's actually just really cerebral and I don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe it's not on them, it's on me. That ticked it up a 0.5. Not, not me wanting to show that I didn't understand the film itself. You feel like an <laughs> idiot. Yeah. You get an yeah. extra point. Therefore, I wanted to reward it for <laughs> confunding me. <laughs> Roisin? Um, oof, I would maybe give it, like, three and three quarters of a swan dive. Although, what is a fraction in a swan well, dive? Oh, quiet. You know, how, what does, what does that look like? That's head yeah, first. That's swan. when you hit the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was solid. But As long. a rock. <laughs> solid. As a rock. <laughs> well, boys, always a pleasure, as usual. I hope we'll be fugitive and out of here. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I will be. <laughs> I hope we'll be running through the sewers hand in hand very soon <laughs> together. Um, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it was more like, I don't care. Anyway, continue. Just for the record, if either of you killed your wives, I'd care. You'd care. That's, that's how much you mean to me. <laughs> oh, thank you. For more blockbusting 90s, noughties, 80s, God, maybe even the 60s or 70s. Who the hell knows? Let's just widen the fucking spectrum. We're feeling wild these days, you know. It's a bloody pandemic. Anything could happen. Today we're reviewing the film with a train coming into the station. (laughs) (laughs) From 1902. (laughs) Didn't you love that bit with the train? (laughs) Did you think it was just going to come and hit you? (laughs) Having never seen the moving image before? (laughs) For more moving image reviews... Join us next week with VHS and chill.